Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, something without a warning, love, bears heavy on my mind, then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's gonna be a lovely day. day that lies ahead of me seems impossible to face and someone else instead of me always seems to know the way then I look at you and the world's all right with me just one look at you and i know it's gonna be unity of farmington hills a lovely day Is it on? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Lauren. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And welcome to Friends and Family Day. I want to give a, let's give a hand to all of those who are visiting today. In person and online, my sister-in-love, I don't call her my sister-in-law, I call her my sister-in-love, said she wasn't going to be able to make it in, but she'd see us on YouTube. So hi there, Karen. <laughs> and if you are on YouTube and you are visiting, please put in your, na your name in the chat so they can acknowledge you on YouTube as well. Oh my goodness, I'm going to share our announcements with everybody and then we will go on with our service. I kind of tried to make it kind of short, so 
Here we go. Today, after service, we're going to have a brief fellowship gathering outside in the parking lot to, in honor of our uh, friends and family day. So we'd love to meet those of you and greet those of you who are visiting. Um, you can meet us outside. And then tomorrow is our Monday Zoom house party at 1 p.m. Everybody is welcome to join us. We have a ball. And then our critical conversations meeting will be tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. That's a Zoom also. It's from 7 to 8.30 p.m. And this conversation is about race consciousness. We've been doing this to build the bridges between black and white consciousness and do our part to heal the ripple effect, be a ripple effect in the United States and the world, basically. And then we have a Zoom Bible study class on Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m. And I love that because we go deeper into the scriptures of what we, are study, what we study on Sundays. Wednesday evening, we have our Wednesday meditation service, and that is on Zoom and in person. So you can go to the YouTube, I mean the uh, website, click on there and join us on Zoom, or you can come in and join us. And I have a setup where you can see the people in Zoom too. It's kind of cool. Those of you who've been in meditation, you know, it's been pretty cool. In two weeks, we have our adoptive family slash family fun day, which I'm really excited about. Oh, good. You got, I don't see it there, so good. You guys have it up there. It is Saturday, October 9th. It will be from 12 to 4 p.m. We're going to have three pet rescues there that will be having pets that you can adopt. And also there's going to be food, fam, uh, fam, uh, fun activities for kids. And so we're asking, because this is an outreach activity, we're asking that you all, as many of you as you can, show up and um, let the community know that we're here. I'm excited about that. I wanted to make it for kids and, because, you know, kids aren't always, they may, they're not always wanting to look at pets, so I thought it would be fun to do that. And then our women's group is going to be, the next women's group meeting is on October 10th, which is um, in two weeks on a Sunday. That will be from 12 to 1 p.m. It will be here, and we're going to do restorative yoga. We're going to be using a deflated yoga ball, and Rhonda Barnes, who's one of our yoga gurus will be leading us and I'm excited about that she will have the balls and it will be six dollars to use the balls but I think it's going to be really cool because she'll be teaching us some self uh, relaxing self-massaging exercises to do which will be pretty cool and so the suggested love offering will be six dollars uh if you want to volunteer I cut out some stuff to make it short, so I'm following my, I want to I say more, but I'm going to follow what I got. <laughs> to volunteer for our Adopt-A-Family Fun Day, um, I'd like you to go to Unity, go to our website, unityfh.com. There's a volunteers uh, um, slide there. Click on that, and you can volunteer to help us out for that. For more information regarding our activities, our classes, our group meetings, our events, well, we have a lot going on. Go to the website, unityfh.com. You'll see it there. We also have a veterans outreach resource page, which is pretty cool, um, which was set up by one of our veterans, um, Charmaine Pearson. And Rhonda Barnes is helping out. Faith is helping out. And uh, Dennis is helping out with that, pro that uh, resource page as well. And then we also have a, ne a next door community page in case you want to give away or receive gently used items from our church. It's for our church community and the community, uh, the Farm this Farmington Hills community. To sign up for our email blast, you can fill out the form on the bottom of our homepage. To become a member of our church 
or to renew your membership, you can fill out the membership form that is under About Us. And then if you want to schedule an appointment with me or if you need prayer, feel free to call me or you can email me. You can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or call me at 248-737-9191. There's also a prayer box outside that you can put your prayer request in. It's on the counter outside the sanctuary. And uh, we will pray over your request and then send them to Silent Unity. Eileen Lindbergh is one of our prayer chaplains. Raise your hand, Eileen. Pretty soon, they'll be when we get out of this COVID thing, they'll be praying with you after service. And then Roxanne Berry is probably listening and holding the sacred space on YouTube. Hi, Roxanne. Everybody say, hi, Roxanne. <laughs> we appreciate your service. They really do a lot to help me pray for our spiritual community. Well, this concludes our announcements for today. So now as we listen to our music team sing Surely the Presence, let us open our hearts and our minds for our daily word and for our opening prayer. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel God's mighty power and God's grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings, I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this some of you who are singing along that might need to be up here singing with the group. Got some nice voices in our audience. I'm just saying. So the daily word for today, Sunday, September 26, 2021, is let go, let God. The affirmation reads, divine love, wisdom, and understanding express through me. And let's, listen, let's take a deep breath so we can breathe in this message. This daily word is a daily devotional that gives a beautiful affirmation, a beautiful word to focus on, and the message I'm about to read just brings it together. Afterwards will be a scripture. The message reads, If I feel unsure of the next step in any situation, I let go and let God. I don't walk away from difficulty or try to force resolutions. Instead, I release my tight mental grip on problems and open myself to solutions. I let go of my ego's desire to control and my need to bring about specific outcomes. I believe there are solutions and remedies beyond what my mind can conceive. I yield to possibility. I trust the indwelling presence just as I trust a I would trust a mentor. Letting go and letting God 
means creating space for the dynamic, creative energy of spirit to inspire and surprise me. Divine love, wisdom, and understanding fuel my thoughts, express through my words, and guide me in all my ways. And today's scripture comes from Psalm chapter 86, verse 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. And as you exhale, let your consciousness float right down into the center of your chest, which is your heart center. Tuning into that one power and that one presence. That one activity that is really the only, only power and presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good omnipotent, omniscient and omnipresent. We acknowledge God's omnipresence right now, knowing that we are one with God. God is that spark of divinity that dwells in each and every one of us. And that presence of divinity that is here right now within, within the midst of us. The Bible says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I will be with you. And as we acknowledge the Christ in this room, we know God's presence is here. So we release all attachment to the activities of the day and tune into this moment feeling God's presence and God's oneness. Knowing that wherever we are, God is there and all is well. Let's take a deep breath and breathe that in. Wherever I am, God is there and all is well. You are tuned in to the right and perfect solutions. You are tuned in to the right and perfect ways. You are tuned in to the right and perfect presence that created you. Take another deep breath and breathe that in. God, we are grateful for your presence. We are grateful for our relationship with you. We let our human decrease right now and open up into the spirit, preparing ourselves to hear your word, to understand your word, and to go out and be the presence of your word in the world. In the mighty name and name of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. Oh, my family just came in. Of course, they'd creep in while I was praying. <laughs> that was God. Hey, I heard them. Hello. That's my daddy and my Aunt Gwen and my sister. And my, and my stepmother, we call her Little Mama. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, let us affirm our statement of being. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect wisdom, substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with his perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And we're going to do our...
growth, our UFH growth affirmation as well, knowing that it is working. I promise you it's working. And we say it with thankful hearts to God. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuaries with this God's rooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thanks for affirming that with me. We're going to have our first special song, and then I'll be back with our message. You know the line, wherever I am, God is, all is well. That has never changed throughout the history of time. And he has given us everything. And I think sometimes we get caught up in our lives and, you know, we forget. And we need reminders. And we also need challenges to, uh, to come closer to God in our everyday life. That's kind of what this song is all about. my life I long to be a hero my sword raised high running to the battle I was gonna take giants down be a man you could write about deep in my chest heart of a warrior so why am I still standing here why am I still holding back from you? I hear you call me out into deeper waters, but I settle on the shallow end. So why am I still standing here? So afraid what it might cost to follow you. Walk by faith if I could get these feet to move. But I don't want to live that way. I don't want to look back someday on a life that never stepped across the line. So why am I still standing here? So tired of standing here. What if I gave everything to you? What if I gave everything? What if I stopped holding back from you? Starting now, I'm stepping out onto
Standing here. <laughs> no, I had time struggling with being a minister. Oh, here it is. I was looking for my tissue. I remember talking to my daddy. Because when I grew up, for some reason, I always thought I had to be so perfect. So when I was called to be a minister, I didn't think I could do it because I wasn't perfect. So I was standing on the edge. That song touches me because I know that song. Anybody ever been called out to do something and you just know, but you're sitting there on a shadow end, afraid to go out there. And it wasn't until I said, God, I got to fix some things. I got to be perfect. I've done a lot of things that you wouldn't approve of. And God said, in my process lies your perfection. Stick with me. In my process, as I work with you, give it to me. As I work with you, you will see your perfection. It's not in your human mind. It's in your spiritual Christ. <laughs> Thank you for singing that song. Woo, I had a joke. <laughs> but I don't remember it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, maybe I do. So the lady was talking to this guy, this uh, uh, other, her friend, and her friend was saying, you know, my grandfather knew the Titanic was gonna sink. He kept telling everybody over and over again, and no one would listen. His buddy kept on telling him anyway and anyway, until finally they kicked him out of the movie theater. <laughs> Lord, I need you up here when I tell my jokes. <laughs> then you could go man the camera. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we have been moving through the Sermon on the Mount these last couple months. And the Sermon on the Mount, I believe, is the most powerful sermon ever preached by the most powerful preacher who ever preached in this world, Jesus the Christ. And I love this. It, it's, it lasts three chapters, chapters five, six, and seven, right? And let me fix my mic so I can move my head. Okay. And what I love about Jesus is that he builds upon everything he says. Because Jesus knows we need to be walked through it step by step. He knows how to prepare us for the next move and get us in a spiritual consciousness that we can accept what he's about to share with us, which is kind of outrageous. outrageous. Jesus was a Jewish rebel, I'm just telling you. Because he knew that it was time to go deeper. It was time to go further. 
So he started off in the Sermon on the Mount preparing our consciousness with these beatitudes, showing us how to take these human states of being and take them deeper as we tune into God. And then the beautiful part about it is as you tune into God, there's always a blessing after each one of them. There's always a way that God will bless you and touch you after each one of them if you choose to do so. The commandments were things that you were not supposed to do. But the Beatitudes were states of being and consciousness that you were meant to be. My husband's telling me I'm out of whack here, so let me, let me get in the whack. I thought my daddy would tell me or my stepmama, but that's okay. They want me to be up here. Am I right? A hubby, am I right? Okay, good. Okay. Y'all didn't say nothing either. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, got it. A spiritual sexy. All righty. Now, where was I? Okay, so now as he prepared our consciousness on the state of being, then he showed how to shift our consciousness and how you can be blessed in states of being. For instance, he says that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And when you step into those kinds of consciousness, the, the, blessed are the poor in spirit, for, those is the, is the, for to them is the kingdom of heaven. That when you let go of everything in your human realm and know that you need God and act as if you need God and step towards God as if you need God, you've opened yourself up to the kingdom of heaven. God, through Jesus, God, I mean, God, yeah, through Jesus, God prepared us for what God was going to do through Jesus with his ministry on earth. And so then we move into where we're going to talk about today, because we've already gone through the salt of the earth and the light of the world, which is moving into a space of love and wisdom. We've already gone through the teaching about the law, which is moving in a space of, of uh, God-righteousness instead of self-righteousness. Because Jesus tells us to go beyond the righteousness of the Pharisees. The Pharisees looked at what your behavior is in the outer world. And Jesus says, go deeper. Go deeper. We talked about how anger is just as, just as much of a sin as murder. Because it is the motivation of anger that causes murder. And now today we're going to go into the teaching about adultery which is in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. And the title of my talk today as we go into this teaching, which is really teaching about lust, the title of my talk today is Creating a Pure Heart. And I'm hearing that scripture, creating me a, a clean heart. I'm listening. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and read the scriptures from chapter 5, verses 27 through 30. And I'm reminding you, if you want to bring your Bibles, it's okay to bring your Bibles and read along with me. This is the New Living Translation, which should be up on. My baby's all got me covered. You have heard the commandment that says, you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gauge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for, you to, than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. 
And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. God, I thank you for blessing this script, these scriptures and for opening, up, opening me up deeper. Slow it down because I'm feeling it rushing in. Oh. Okay, so this scripture that he's talking about, this commandment that Jesus is talking about, is actually in Exodus. It's chapter 20, verse 14. And this is one of the Ten Commandments, thou should not commit adultery. But it's interesting because you think he's only talking about one of the scriptures when he's talking about two of these scriptures. Because as he goes on to say, I say anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in, with her in his heart. He's talking about the 10th commandment, and the 10th commandment talks about not coveting that which belongs to someone else. And coveting means to lust after. It means to lust after. So he's bringing these two commandments together for a reason. Back in the day in Jesus' time, the Pharisees said that it would be okay if you just obeyed the commandments. Jesus is saying, no, no, no. That's only dealing with the outer part. I forgot my clicker to go to the, um, the picture. Can you show the picture, Howard? He, there's a, so if you look at this, this glacier here that's down in the water, the top part is what the Pharisees were talking about. They're talking about your outer actions. They're talking about your actions and the outer world. But the truth is, Jesus was saying that it is, not the, it is your inner world that motivates and initiates your outer world. So Jesus was talking about down underneath in the heart because the heart is where your subconscious is. The heart is where your ulterior motives are. The heart is what initiates you to move in the first place. And if you're, you can do all these actions on the outside, which we talked about last week, you can do all these actions out, these behaviors and saying different things, but still inside be tainted and impure in your heart. You be, you're faking it. Jesus is saying, I'm not interested, and God is not interested in only your actions. God is interested in going deeper, that big area down at the bottom that is your inner world, that big area where no one can see what's going on in your mind, that big area that's criticizing and, 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 and condemning and, and ha stepping in self-righteousness that no one can see, that inner work He's talking, telling us to do some inner work. He's telling us to go inside and find those parts that make up that big part underneath that glacier that is causing you inside to still be sinful. Don't you know if you think it and imagine it in your mind, you're still sinning? You're acting it out in your mind where no one can see you. Your heart is still impure. Jesus said, out of the heart speaks the mouth. That's the same thing with your actions. Even when your actions are hypocritical, which Jesus talked about the Pharisees all the time, being hypocritical because their actions were not lined up with what was really inside. Even if their actions were loving, inside of them was not a loving heart. Jesus says that even thinking about a woman in a lustful way, and he's talking about someone else's wife, but the truth is any form of lust is sinful. Because if you're lusting after the flesh, the pride of life, or the lust of the eye, something that you want and you have to go after it, God is nowhere in the mix. Because you're coming from sinful desires. You're coming from the desires of the human flesh. 
is surface. And the truth is when you actually get it, you're not really actually satisfied. It's the going after it that gets you going, it gets you going, and you get it. It's like, is this it? Like, seriously, have you ever gone after something, and then you got it? It's like, this isn't even what I, that's why be careful what you pray for. Because you just might get it. Lord, I want somebody that's this, this, and that. And you get the va-va-voom, and there's a va-va-no. I'm just saying. So how do we shift a sinful heart into a pure heart? How do we start to, let, to break down that, oh, he put the picture down, break down the bottom part of this glacier that's up under the water? How do we cut through that? That's big. You know, that Titanic, they saw the tip of the iceberg. That's what they saw when they thought that it was something small that they could get around until they got up on it, and it was huge. How many times do we crash into our own selfish behavior? How many times do we crash into our own lustful thoughts? How many times do we crash into our own self-righteousness and self-condemnation and condemnation of someone else? How many times do we crash and you know you're crashing when inside of you something's going not feeling right. Anytime you're having emotions inside of you that's not feeling right, even when nothing's going on, check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. Because the truth is, inside of the heart holds every single experience that you've had, every single thought that you've thought. Everything, every single word that you've said and every single thought, word, and action someone has done around you, every single experience. And those experiences that are the most hurtful are the ones we tend to repeat over and over and over again. Those experiences that are the most lustful are the ones we tend to over, think over and over and over again. 80% of your life is reliving thoughts, reliving beliefs, Reliving behaviors, reliving words, reliving habits. It's a live, you're a walking habit. Did you know that? You are a walking habit. And it's time to change the bottom part of that glacier. It's time to purify our heart. It's time to ask God to create in me a clean heart. It's time to move to God and take every aspect of your inner world and turn it over to God. What does that mean? That means you got to take that relationship with God seriously. You got to put that relationship with God first and nothing else, even before your spouse. Because when you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then you love your neighbor, which is your spouse, as as you love yourself, God will show you how to love that spouse. God will show you how to love someone else's wife. God will show you how to go for what is for you, not try to take or covet what belongs to someone else. You live in a heart purity. You know, when we lust after something else, we trust that God won't give it to us. So we got to take it from somebody else in our mind. There's no trust there that I have something that's there just for me. If you did, your eyes wouldn't be, because the truth is when you look at this, to look at a woman with, or a man with lust or anything with lust means that you're focusing on it so intently that you're imagining through these desires inside of you that it's yours. Nowhere in there is God. Nowhere in there is God. You're so focused on, I got to get this. And even if you don't act on it, it's just as powerful as if you did. 
Because in your imagination, you did. In your imagination, you did. That's a sin. So when we change what's in our heart, the inner workings of our heart, our imagination changes as well. Because the imaginations are motivated and initiated from what's in the heart. It goes on to say, so if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for one, it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Do you really, when you look at this, Jesus was a bad mamma jamma. He was a mastery of imagery. This is a hyperbole. And it's idiom also because that was how they spoke. It's also in Matthew chapter 18 where he says this kind of thing again. You guys are looking at the glacier. Okay. I was wondering what you guys are looking at. So what this means is to, the eye means what you're focusing on. If what you're focusing on, I got to get this to work out, is outside of God, let it go. Let it go. Because even if you do what seems like a little sin, your heart's still impure. It taints the whole heart. You're, you're, you're living in duality thinking. Even if you think, oh, I could just be angry because, I, you know, this person did this and, and they deserve my anger. Nobody deserves anybody's anger. I'm not going to forgive them because if I forgive them, then it's condoning their actions. No, it's not. It's saying I accept who that person is and I let go of my expectation of them acting a certain way, which caused me to be angry with them in the first place. I take all expectations off of how, I tr how other people treat me and how I'm supposed to treat them, and I let God guide me through it. That's the only expectation we are meant to live by is the expectations of God, living a godly life, living a godly life. So every part of your consciousness, when you go inside, and this is a day-by-day, moment-by-moment work. A day-by-day, moment-by-moment work to go inside and find those areas outside of us that are that I looking lustfully at something. Or the next one says, and if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you, causes even your, uh, causes you to sin. The hand represents, so the eyes represent what you're focused on, the hands represent what you're doing. So if your actions, even your little actions, even the things that you should do and you don't do, are not in alignment with God and are not godly, align it with God. So how do we do this? Every single day, we wake up. The first thing before you open your eyes and let the outer world in, while you're in the inner world with God, before you even open your eyes, acknowledge the God in you. Talk to the God in you. Activate that and, and acknowledge that relationship that you have with God in you. Ask God to be with you. Ask God to make it obvious. I I've already mentioned this to you over and over again, but I'm going to say it again. I, on June 14th, 2003, I committed myself to God. I married God. I said, God, you are my one and only. I will commit and covet only you. And if anybody gets in my way, I give you permission to take that person out of my way, even if that person is me. And the truth is, when we're coveting something else, it's you. 
The truth is, when you're upset at somebody else, it's you. The truth is, when you want to sneak and do something and you think no one sees you, it's you. The truth is, when you're upset or persecuting or in a space of self-righteousness, self-condemnation, it's you. You are in the way of God being the most important aspect of your life. You are here to be heaven on earth, which means you are here to be the focal point of God's expression in the physical realm of this earth. You are here to be the expression of God in your heart so deeply that it shines forth and you cannot do anything other than what God is guiding you to do. I used to hear people say, oh, I can't complain. And I would be like, yes, you can, but you choose not to. When you choose not to because there's no part in your heart that desires to complain other besides and instead of because they don't want to hear it in the first place, you know, because you might start to complain. They're not going to listen to me. They don't want to hear it because I've said it over and over again. How many of you are around somebody who you about tired of them complaining? And you give them that look and, oh, okay, yeah, no, and they change the subject. It's still in the heart. Purify every part of that glacier. And you know what will happen? The part that's underneath the water, if you break all of that away, the part on the top that's your outer will drop down. God wants you to go deeper. God wants you to go deeper. Ask God to create in you a clean, a pure heart. God is the ultimate purifier of all things. God is the ultimate purifier of all things. And it says that if we are living in lust, if we are living in sin, that we will go to throw, be thrown to hell. The truth is, you don't have to die to go to hell. The circumstances of your actions, the turmoil you feel inside, the way you keep setting yourself up for sabotage, that's hell in itself. When you're upset and angry at someone, you're in hell. When you're upset and angry at yourself, you're in hell. When you're feeling guilty about something you did and you have no part of you that feels that you should be forgiven, you're in hell. God says, throw every part of that away. Look at me. Go deeper, because when you go deeper, you tap into the Christ in you. Love me deeper, because when you love me deeper, then every single part of your life will reflect the God that I am in you. Are you all ready to go deeper? I am ready to go deeper together. God created me a pure heart together. And in that moment, what happens is every single thing that happens in your life, you will be glorifying and praising God because you know it is God that is doing the thing. It is God that is doing the thing. You know everything. We have in unity our third unity principle that says thoughts held in mind produce after their kind, which means that we co-create with God through thoughts in our mind. If we think the thing, God will do the thing. If we think the thought, God will do the thing. If you trust God and ask God to purify your heart, I promise you God will do the thing. There is no force in your life more powerfully waiting to have a deeper relationship with you than the Christ in you, than the God in you. There's nothing, nothing more powerful than the one that created you, that knows what you need, that knows how you're created. That is your, your uh, owner's manual because you are owned by God and God created you 
you to be what God wants you to be. God is the manual that you tap into to be the source of the Christ that you're meant to be. We are here to be walking expressions of heaven on earth. We are here to live with a pure heart, that under part, that nobody has to guess who is the, the, the Lord of your life, who is the one that you follow, who is the one you tap into. No one will ever have to guess it because your behavior and your way of being is lined up with the God in you. My mother used to love that song by Sister Sister, the God, it's the God in me. It's the truth. It's the God in you. That's the most important part of your life is the inner world, the inner man, the Christ in you. Tap into that. If you're wondering how, go to God. That is the best answer. One of the things when I was growing up, my father taught me, and I used to have these night terrors. They used to tell me, you don't need to watch that movie, because if it's a scary movie, they knew I was going to be waking everybody else in the house, telling them something was in the room with us. But what he told me that was the foundation of my life, ask God, pray, and your prayer doesn't have to sound like the minister. Just talk to God. Tell God what's on your heart. And create that relationship with God. And I promise you all, that was a powerful teaching that is stuck, stuck with me for the rest of my life and can, will continue to stick with me for the rest of my life. The most important relationship in my life that has brought me through everything, even when my daddy wasn't there for me to call because he's busy, or my husband, or anybody else. I promise you the most important relationship, the most powerful presence that you can stand on is the one that created you won't go anywhere because everywhere you are, God is there. And let me tell you the truth. God already knows. Even when you try to hide it, God already knows. Confess your heart to God. Confess what's God ungodly in you to God. That is the only power that can chisel away that glacier on the bottom, that bottom part of you. That's the only part. That's the only part of you that can break it away that you can be purified in the presence of God. Tune into God. Tap into God. Make that your number one, no matter what. When you, go, when you wake up in the morning, let that be the first presence that you say hello to and good morning to. And when you go to bed, let that be the last, the last one that you say good night to, the presence of God. And during the day, check in. Check in to God. Align. Be mindful of what's going on in your mind. And I promise you, if you're upset about something, you're not thinking about God. You're not lined in. You're letting the lust of your flesh take over. You're letting the desires of your flesh take over. Let the desires of God take over in you. Become deeper than the Pharisees. Go into a better righteousness than the Pharisees. Move into a Christ righteousness. And what righteousness means is right-minded thinking. Are you ready to co-create a pure heart with God? Yes? Are you ready to be happy no matter what? Yes? yes? I love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. Together? Do you really? <laughs> See, I love God with all my heart, mind, What is that? How about we claim it like you do? Together? I love God with all my heart, mind, and soul. That's better. Act like it. And God will create in you a pure heart. Thank you.
Now we're going to have our second special song. I was going to say, don't make me cry again, but that's okay. Fifty years of age, I'm still looking for a dream. A war's already waged for my destiny. But you've already won the battle and you've got great plans for me. Though I can't always see. Cause I got a couple dents in my fender. Rips in my jeans Gotta fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy And on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I can see I'm free to be me When I was just a girl I thought I had it figured out See my life would turn out Rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy And on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I can see I'm free to be me You're free to be you Sometimes I believe that I can do anything Yet other times I think I've got nothing good to bring But you look at my heart and tell me I've got all you seek Whoa, and it's easy to believe Even though I got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple riffs in my jeans Perfection is my enemy and on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I can see I've got, got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Trying to fit the pieces together But perfection is my enemy
free to meet these. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a perfect song. That was a perfect song. Hi, Faith. <laughs> I know, I, 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 you can't creep in here without with me up here. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do our love offering um, blessing. So I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And just tune into what you feel God leading you to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as your love offering for today. And let us open our eyes and say our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And, you know, you can give online to go to Unity of Farmington Hills and, I mean, uh, unityfh.com. And you can click on the donate button and you can donate there. Or you can uh, mail in your uh, love offerings to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, 48334. <laughs> and then remember, if you purchase anything through Amazon, you can go to smile.amazon and link it to Farmington Hills, and proceeds will come to you, Unity of Farmington Hills from that purchase. I just got a statement of how much I've done. I've been doing some shopping, y'all. Just trust. Let's just say. Let's just say. Unity of Farmington Hills is getting some blessings from my shopping. You didn't hear that, hubby. <laughs> Howard knows. So if you want to give to our, our uh, angel fund, we have created a benevolent fund for those people in our church who are in need financially. And you can go to unityfh.com, click on that donate button, go down to the, the angel fund. I hate wearing this and talking at the same time, but got to do it. And then you can donate that way. If you need financial assistance and you're part of our church, go online and look at the procedures. Read that up. If you qualify, go ahead and email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, and we'll get you started. To, to register, I mean, to sign up for the, the um, benevolent fund. Stand, let's stand up so we can do our virtual prayer. What we do for those of you who are visiting is we take this time to call out the names of people who we feel need prayer that we're praying with. We don't believe we're praying for someone because we know God's already got it for them. So we pray with them that it's already theirs. So right now you can call out the names of those who you feel need prayer. And then I will go ahead and pray. So you can go ahead now. Let's call out those names. Dana, Dina, Ashley, Michelle. God, as you hear these names being called out, we know that you are touching every single heart of the people we are praying with. We know that only you know what they need. Only you know the divinely right resolution. Only you know the perfect way to heal their minds and heal their bodies and touch their hearts to purify in them and create in them a pure and clean heart that will draw to them as they pray the absolute things that you desire for them to have. And so we thank you for every single way you are blessing their lives and the way you're blessing our lives as well. And we love that we have the opportunity to stand in a gap for other people just as we stand up for ourselves. So thank you, God, for every single way that you bless us with your divine gift of love, even when we don't deserve it. You still love us. In the mighty name and nature of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us close out with our prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well.
And we're going to sing our peace song that we close out with as well. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. for showing up. Those of you who are friends and family, thank you for coming in. And those of you who are on YouTube, thank you for showing up as well. We are going to be meeting outside to do our little Greek meet and greet. And uh, I'll see you there. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.